0: Baham Brahmaasmi. It's a Mahavakya from the Upanishad. The essence of all the Upanishad is conveyed in this Mahavakya, that I am Brahma. The essence of me is Brahma. Somebody asked Bhagavan Shankarachariji that there are so many texts so many scriptures are there. What is the essence of all these scriptures? He says that I will tell you in half a shloka. Shlokar dhena pravakshami yaduktam grantha koti vihi that what is said in koti koti granthas in crores of different texts. He says I can convey it in half a sentence. He says Brahma satyam Jagan Mithya jivo Na Aparaha Ke All this text says about that Brahma, that Brahma alone is real. Real. Satyam. Brahma. And this Jagat which we experience is an appearance of that Brahma. It's Mithya, means it's, it's just an appearance. And the jiva, I, who is experiencing this world, is in essence that Brahma alone. Jivo Brahmaiva na Aparaha. So this uh, oneness of jiva and Brahma is indicated in all the scriptures, our Upanishads. And that is conveyed in the Mahavakya, Aham Brahmasmi, Tatvamasi, and so many other Mahavakyas. The elaborate commentary on this Mahavakya, Aham Brahmasmi, you can say, is this Bhagavad Gita. In the first six chapters, Bhagwan conveys the real meaning of the word Aham, I. In the next set of six chapters, Bhagavan reveals what is the meaning of the word Brahma. And in the last set of six chapters, he also indicates how they are one, their oneness is also revealed. So, we have seen till six chapters, and then we saw last time, the seventh. So, till six chapters, the aham, the essence of aham is revealed. How that aham, I, get deluded, confused who is represented here by Arjuna. And Bhagwan revealed to him that you are in essence that Brahma, which is neither born nor does it die. But you can recognize it only in the deep state of meditation. So in order order to experience that state of meditation, you have to purify your mind through Karma Yoga, Through upasana, bhakti, through knowledge, and then by the process of meditation, you can experience your own real nature. But when we are told about ourself, we always have this question that, what about this world? What about God? Who is God? Where does he stay? What is his nature? So, from the standpoint of God, or from the standpoint of Brahma, the scripture reveals the truth from the seventh chapter onwards. So, in the seventh chapter, we have a beautiful uh, uh, revelation of the nature of God. So, there we have seen that Bhagwan says that I am that supreme reality, who expresses through two Prakritis, two-fold Prakriti, the para and the apara Prakriti. And he tells Arjuna that you should know me completely, without any doubt. So this apara Prakriti is matter, and para Prakriti is consciousness, which expresses again as life. So consciousness and matter together They play this uh, whole game of life. Everything, whatever we see, is matter. And the one who is seeing this matter is consciousness. Matter doesn't see matter. Matter doesn't have the capacity to see, to feel, to recognize. It is the consciousness which which is aware or which is the witness of this matter. So consciousness and matter are the two-fold prakriti or nature of that supreme reality what we call Brahma. Bhagavan says there is nothing other than me. There is nothing other than me, nothing superior to me, nothing inferior to me. I alone am. The most simple, simplest thing, the simplest thing is this one. If there were two, then complication arises. There is only one. Still it is very difficult to comprehend. So this one Brahma alone expresses as this whole world. Then Bhagavan went on to say that with the help of uh, four types of devotees they approach me. The one who ārta, artha, arthi, jidnyasu, and Nyani. they approach me, and all of them are great. But Jnani, one who gains the wisdom, is my own self. So when we get the knowledge of our own own self, we become one with God. Bhagwan says, nyanivann mam prapadyate. One who gains this knowledge completely surrenders to me and become one with me. In order to be free of this samsara, in order to be free of all sorrows and pain, Bhagwan says, people or seekers, they uh, put forth effort, they do their spiritual sadhana, and they ultimately attain me. They come to recognize me. They gain what we call God-realization. Hmm so when we say god realization bhagwan says they come to know me in my entirety completely they come to know me and in the last two verses of the previous chapter in the 7th chapter bhagwan told arjuna that one who knows me they know me as brahma they know me as adhyatma they know my all actions they know me as Adibhut. they know me as Adhidaiva, they know me as Adhiyadnya, and even at the time of death, they come to know me. So Bhagwan used various these technical terms. Many times the speaker purposely uses some technical terms and also that the listeners become alert and they ask questions. And when they ask questions, they become more alert. See, when we ask questions, we become more alert and we are awake like. When there is question in our mind, then our intellect wakes up. Otherwise, intellect remains asleep. Therefore, when we are solving puzzles and all, the intellect is awake. It gives exercise to our brain and all. So here Bhagwan just uh, flooded Arjuna with a lot of technical terms. He says that one who knows me, he knows me completely with all my aspects, as Brahma, as Atma, with all my karma, with, that is action, Adhibhut, Adhidaiva, and Adhi And at the time of death also, they come to know me. So when Arjuna heard this, he got this doubt, that what are these various terms which Bhagwan used? Can you explain these terms? So this 8th chapter begins with Arjuna's question. So it is like a continuation of the 7th chapter. Just um, doubts are raised and Bhagwan continues. So in this, it is a very interesting chapter. In this chapter Bhagwan not only explains all these various terms which he had used in the 7th chapter, But he also gives us the wonderful path by which we can experience him even at the time of death. Even if a person has not done any sadhana, even at the time of death, just about to live, we can experience God. He gives a very beautiful, simple path. Bhagwan also goes on to explain that those who don't know me, those who don't attain me after death what happens to them so this is a beautiful uh, 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 question we generally have not beautiful but uh, this very popular question what exactly happens after death what happens where do we go are we there or not and if we are there where do we go what happens to us so thus that question is uh, very beautifully analyzed and explained in this chapter and uh, bhagwan it's a very short chapter so very systematically bhagwan replies to arjuna's uh, question so let us begin Om Sri Paramatmani Namaha, Namaha, Atha Ashtamadhyaya, Arjuna Vacha, Kim Tad Brahma Kim किम कर्म पुरुषोत्तमां किम भूतंच केम अधिभूतञ्च किं प्रोक्तं अधिभूतञ्च किं किमुच्यते kim कोत्र Dehesmin Madhusudana. Dehesmin Madhusudana. Prayana Kale Chakatham. Dehosiniya Tatma Bhihim. Kim Tad Brahma Kim Adhyatmam. Kim Karmapurushottama. Adi-bhutan-ca-kem-proptam Adi-devam-je-muj-cate adiyat ca dehe madhu sudana pra kale ca katham Arjun is asking this question. He was listening very attentively so he got this doubt that what are these terms see unless those terms are clear we will not understand what Bhagwan is trying to tell therefore before studying Vedanta we have to understand the various terms and terminologies used because every every science Vedanta is a science spirituality is a, is a science So, every science, they have their own technical terms. And unless we are very clear about the meaning of those technical terms, we will not understand what they are saying. And many times these terms become little bit... uh, uh, these words come into our day-to-day language also. And when it comes into our day-to-day language, they get, uh, the meaning gets little spoilt also, confused. Hmm. People use the term uh, Brahma, Jiva, Atma, but in the world, these terms are used very loosely, like, without understanding their real meaning. So we have to know what exactly they mean. So Arjuna, he asked this question, please tell me, He Purushottama, Purushottama is best among all Purusha, or the Supreme Lord, who is the Purushottama, Uttama Purusha, the Supreme Person, Ishvara. Ishvara is called Purushottama. In the 15th chapter, Bhagwan reveals this, meaning of this term, Purushottama. So Bhagwan Arjuna addresses him, ki he Purushottama, Please explain, kim tad brahma, you have used the term brahma. What is the exact meaning of the term brahma? That one who knows you, or one who knows that Ishwara, he knows him as brahma. So what is the meaning of the term brahma? Or what is that brahma which he knows? What is this brahma? This brahma is a very famous uh, word which is used in the Upanishads. Upanishad uses for that supreme reality the term Brahma. From this Brahma only the other terms have come. Brahma or uh, Brahmanda, Brahmana, Brahmachari. uh, So many terms have come. The original this word is that Brahma which is also derived from the root brha, means to grow, or which is big, hmm, to grow or big. So kim tad brahma, what is that brahma? Kim adhyatmam, all these terms Bhagwan himself had used, so Arjuna just repeats them. He says what is adhyatma? Adhi atmam, atma means the self. Adi means that which is related to the self. What is that which is related to the self? You said that when one knows, one knows Atma, knows that supreme reality as one's own self. So what is this Atma? Kim Karma Purushottama, and what is Karma? Karma, that word, also is very, very most popular. It has been adopted now by the English... Uh, what you call dictionary also, and very popular. Everyone uses left and right. And uh, in every philosophy, in many Indian philosophies, as well as Buddhist and even uh, Jain uh, philosophy, they use this term karma. But every philosophy, they have their own definition of that term karma. Even Oxford Dictionary will have its own definition of the term karma. It's a very, very technical term. Highly technical. So what exactly is the meaning of the term karma? Please tell me. Kim karma purushottama. Then adhibhutam chakim proktam. Then what is adhibhut? Related to bhut. Bhut means not ghost. Bhut means uh, the pancha mahabhut. The five great elements. Both literally it means that which has, that which is created, bhū, bhava, that which is born, that which is created, is called bhūt. So these five great elements. So adhibhūtaṁ chakim, what is, what is this With What is this uh, related to these five elements? So adhibhūtaṁ chakim proktam, Adhidaivam, adhidaivam, adhidaivam ki muchyate. And what is adhidaivam? Res- with respect to daiva, the devata, that which is divine. What is that? Hmm. Then adhiyadnyam katam kotra. And what is Yadnya? With respect to Yadnya. Yadnyam is also the yadna we perform, the sacrifice which we perform or the action which uh, Jeeva undertakes, huh? worship, offering the uh, Ahutis to the Lord. So what is this Yadnya? Adhi Yadnya, Katham Kotra. Huh? Here, in this body, what is that Yadnya? Dehe Smin Madhusudan. He Madhusudan, O destroyer of the Rakshasa Madhu, in this body, Atra Dehe, Kaha Adiyadnyha, who is this Adiyadnya? Because Bhagwan says it is with respect to this body. So who is this Adiyadnya with respect to related to this body of ours? These are the six aspects of God or six aspects of reality. In the previous chapter, as I said. Bhagavan had told Arjuna that you should know me completely and without any doubt. So, complete knowledge of God or the Supreme Reality involves these six factors. Hmm. If we know all these six, we, will, we can say that I know God in his, all his various facets. Then again, last question, ki prayana katham by those who are the uh, seekers who have controlled their minds. So such seekers, at the time of death, how do they know you? prayana kaleca katham neyoshi, how they come to know you? how they realize you, how they know you at the time of death. Actually death is very interesting. It has to be utilized properly. Everyone dies but one has to die very uh, making use of that uh, great uh, event. Generally big noise and big gulla is there and one dies without uh, proper attention so how one can die in such a way that one can know god hmm. at the time of that we are busy trying to make that person survive little more only yes. till the end the doctors and all they, they are taken away by the doctors so they are busy making the person live for little longer time But here, uh, Arjuna is asking, that, what is that? Please tell me how one can know you at the time of that. Prayana Kali. Prayana means Prakarshena yaan, Means very well when we leave and go. In the deep, in, when we go into deep sleep state, also we leave the body and go. That's also going only. But this is very well going. Hmm. One is going and coming back. But uh, death is going and not coming back into that body. Therefore it is called prayan. Otherwise we go from this body when we are asleep or in coma or in unconscious state. And then again we come back into this body. But uh, at the time of death we leave this body not to come back. So it's a great opportunity to for us to realize God. Because that is a natural way in which one becomes free of all attachment. One can drop all that baggage very uh, uh, naturally. Because anyway we are dropping this body, so the body contains all the, uh, all lot of our baggage is related to the body only keep on standing at the baggage claim waiting for the baggage so when the bag body itself is dropped no baggage then so it's a beautiful uh, uh, moment wherein one can know god so prayana kalechakatham neyosi bihi. so these are the Seven questions, important questions, which uh, Arjuna raises, and the entire chapter is a reply to these questions. Uh, the, the first few questions, Bhagwan replies uh, briefly, and then he elaborates on some of the questions. So let us see the uh, reply. Shri Bhagavan Vacha Aksharam Brahma Paramam Swabhavodhyatma Mujjate Bhuta Bhavodhavakaraha Visargakkarma Sankhya nitaha aksharam brahma paramam <coughs> ha, three questions bhagwan reply in this uh, shloka shri bhagavan watch. he says What is that Brahma? Aksharam Brahma Paramam. Briefly the answer is given. Sometimes we have in our exams also, answer, what do you call, answer briefly. Objective type like. So you, and sometimes they are quite tough, huh? And it immediately reveals the, whether you really know the subject or not or you are totally bluffing. Instantly the person, the teacher comes to know from that. So here Bhagwan briefly answers what is Brahma. He says Brahma, he uses two terms to explain Brahma. He says Aksharam and Paramam. Aksharam is imperishable. That which doesn't perish, that which doesn't get destroyed, That which doesn't get negated is called Brahma. Aksharam, kshara means to to decay, to perish. But aksharam, which doesn't get decayed, doesn't perish at all. The term Brahma itself also is very beautiful. As I said, it means big. Big means infinite. In the, in the Upanishad it is indicated as Satyam Jnanam Anantam Brahma. It is absolute uh, real Satyam. It is of the nature of pure consciousness and Anantam. Anantam is infinite. But all these terms actually may not really convey or may not uh, bring any, any picture in front of our mind because it is beyond all pictures. It is beyond all definitions. Hmm. So, aksharam, that which doesn't get negated. See, all that we experience in this world, the world of names and forms of all this uh, matter, constantly it decays and undergoes modification. It is affected by time. All that we experience is affected by time. It undergoes modification constantly. But Brahma is that which doesn't undergo any modification, any change at all. That is the, that is one of the most important characteristic of that supreme reality, which is expressing as this world. It itself doesn't undergo any change. Time doesn't touch it because all change is happening or possible in time, but time cannot touch it. Time is also an expression of our thoughts only. Time is also felt when the mind is active. This Brahma is beyond time, beyond space, beyond all objects. It is aksharam naksharati. It doesn't Undergo any modification. This word Akshar is also used for the famous Akshar Om. Brahma is also indicated by the sound symbol Om. But here, this Akshar is not indicating that Om, but it is indicating that Supreme Brahma itself, not its name. Therefore, along with this word Akshar, the teacher also uses the word paramam, means supreme. It is the supreme. It is the ultimate. There is nothing beyond it. So, aksharam brahma paramam. All that we experience, all that we see, is merely an appearance of this brahma. Brahma itself is beyond all names and from, beyond all comprehension, It cannot be comprehended with our senses, cannot be comprehended with the mind, with the intellect. It is beyond all comprehension. So, aksharam brahma paramam. That is the supreme. That brahma alone expresses as the world and that brahma alone expresses as our own self. Therefore, the second term is adhyatmam, svabhavaha adhyatmam uchyate, svabhavaha, as, as our own self. Brahma alone is our own self. See, every one of us, we experience, I, I, I. One is that I thought, which appears in our mind. But another is that I consciousness. Which is beyond all thoughts. Which is the witness of our waking, our dream, our deep sleep state. That is called the Atma. And this Atma is not different from Brahma. Brahma alone expresses as Atma. See when you are, when you are awake, you are aware of this world around you when you are dreaming you are aware of the world in your dream but even when we are in deep sleep state there is awareness of the absence of all this world when we wake up we remember we say oh i slept very well but i don't know i don't remember anything i don't uh, i have not seen any world i was not there but still i have a memory of that experience so there is that witness atma is like a witness witnessing the deep sleep state the waking state the dream state all these three states are or just because of the modification of our mind but atma is that which is the witness of all these three states he is the aware of these three states for example we we perform an action with our body, we also think with our mind, but there is something deep within our that is our own self, which is aware of these thoughts, which is aware of our action, which is aware even of our I-thought. That is that Atma, the innermost core of our being, that is called Adhyatma, that is called our swabhav swabhav the expression as sva expression as i that is also brahma so brahma which is supreme which is immutable is also our own self so that supreme reality is expressed here as brahma as atma so when we say one has gained the realization of brahma or one says that one has realized atma it is same thing it's like uh, like the ocean the vast ocean whether you drink the water from the uh, from the middle of the ocean or from the from the shore it is same same water similarly That Brahma which is all, which is all pervading or you can say infinite, that same Brahma expresses as our own self. So Atma is also Brahma. Hmm. Then the third factor, karma. What is karma? Here karma is that uh, from a cosmic standpoint, Bhagavan says Bhuta Bhavaha Ud Bhavakaraha Visargaha Karma The various beings Bhuta Various beings and various elements these five elements and so many beings beings are also called Bhuta the five elements are also called Bhuta So Bhuta Bhava the expression of these various beings and various elements Ud that which creates them, that action which manifests this, all these beings and entire cosmos, that action is called karma here. Visargaha, action wherein uh, Bhagwan or that supreme reality expresses through uh, as the entire cosmos and as all the beings in it that is revealed here as karma. Means the creative power of that supreme reality, that power to manifest, is revealed here is by the term karma. That same power is there in each one of us. Each one of us, we have that ability to act, ability to create, ability to change, ability to transform that power is also a part of that cosmic power of that supreme reality by which it has manifested this entire uh, world out of uh, out of uh, itself. That's called karma here. So when one comes to recognize God, one comes to understand this, this great power of God to Manifest as this world. One comes to understand his karma. Bhagwan's karma. His kriya shakti. See the supreme reality, it expresses as jnana shakti, icha shakti, kriya shakti. This kriya shakti is the power of that supreme to appear like this world. To, 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 to project this world that it is its karma so when one says that one has recognized realized god one comes to understand bhagwan's karma as manifesting this entire creation that aspect also is known see many times people understand brahma or theoretically they understand brahma But they also should understand that Brahma alone, by his intrinsic power, appears like this world. That also has to be recognized and understood. If that is not understood, one will get confused regarding this world. So it is that Brahma alone, by his intrinsic power, or Shakti, appears like this world. It's like our... Our dream. Who creates the dream? Okay, need not ask too many questions. Our mind creates the dream. <laughs> uh-huh. See, when you just sit and think about dream and all, that, I mean, not dream, think of dream, but you just close your eyes and think about something, your mind is creating those. If suppose I tell you, okay, in your mind you create, you think about a flower, you think about a rose, you think about an apple, so mind creates that that uh, that object with all colors, with taste also, with touch also, everything. But you are simultaneously aware of the waking state also, and you can create that uh, visualize the entire thing. When our visualization becomes complete, we are not aware of any other thing. Then it is called dream. Dream is nothing but visualization only. We visualize a world with our mind. Our mind has got the capacity to create, to project. Project this world. That mind is just a tiny little aspect of that supreme reality called Brahma. So, Brahma expresses or projects This world with all the various beings and various uh, objects. That power or that action is called action. That is called karma here. So, Bhuta Bhava Ud karaha Visargaha Karma Santnitaha. That's called karma. So, when I know God, I should know that He alone is expressing as this world. And his power alone has manifested this world. Then I will, I can say that I know him more intimately, more deeply. Hmm. See, briefly Bhagwan has answered the three questions. Now, let us go to the next verse. Adhi bhutam ksharo bhavaha. Purushascha adhi daivatam. vatra. Dehe deha bratamvara. Adi-bhūtaṁ kṣaro-bhāvah bhi uh, 3 more questions are answered in these verses. So this, uh, in this verse. So the third and fourth verse reveals the sixfold expression of God and knowing all this six-fold expression one can say one knows God in his totality huh? I mean, it is a big word know God and all but uh, it is expression of God in his totality this reminds uh, one of that famous um, um, example which is given in our scriptures of the six blind people They were trying to understand an elephant. Hmm? So elephant is there, nice gentle elephant. Otherwise elephants can be real wild. So just imagine a gentle elephant. And the six blind people, they, they are great philosophers. They want to know what is this object or what is this being in front of us so they they have discussed then they try to experience it themselves so all of them approach the elephant but all of them approach from different different sides like because they were standing in circle like so they approach the elephant from different side so one ex- approaches the the trunk of that elephant And he feels it very deeply because his whole focus is there. So he experienced the entire trunk properly. And then he concludes that this (coughs) thing which we call they have named it elephant only thing which we call elephant is nothing but a long like a tube like thing which keeps on moving also. That is the that is the knowledge which one person gives. Another person checks his, uh, his, uh, belly uh, on the side. And he comes to know that, oh, this elephant is nothing but a nice wall like, complete. A little bulging here, but otherwise it's nice wall. Another fellow is holding on to the leg. And he says the elephant is nice, a nice pillar. Beautiful pillar. One more fellow is holding his, uh, ears. And he comes up with some other theory of elephant. And one person holding his uh, tail. He comes up that uh, elephant is nothing but a long rope. Hmm. So all these six, six hogya? Five hogya? So one fellow is uh, holding the, Tusk. Ah. So, all of them, they, uh, they, they experience the elephant. All of them are experiencing the elephant. All of them are exp- uh, talking about one of the expression of that elephant. But even all this expression put together also, one may not be able to conceptualize the entire elephant. If you are told that just draw one, one being with wall, with, with rope, with some solid hard structure, it will be not be like an elephant. So a person who has got eyes, he will see the elephant in its totality. He will understand all the expressions of the elephant and he will know that all of them belong to this one elephant only. One who knows this elephant with all these various expressions will not get confused. Even with his eyes closed, he will be able to experience it. Even if he is touching the tail, he will know that I am touching the elephant only. Even if he is holding the legs, he will know that I am holding the elephant. Similarly, when we understand God in His totality, we will know that even those who believe in nirgun Nirakar, they are also talking about the same God. Those who say, talk about Sagun Sakar, they are also talking about the same God. Those who talk about the creative power, Shakti, they are also talking about the same God. And those who say, no, no, I don't believe in anyone, I believe in my own self, that supreme self, he is also talking about the same God. Those who talk about nature, they are also talking about God. These are various aspects of the same supreme reality. So here Bhagavan says, Adibhutam. Adibhutam means ksharo bhavaha. Adibhuta are these five elements which are, what is the nature of these five elements? Ksharaha. They They are constantly decaying or constantly changing. All that we see, all that we experience in this world, which are made up of these five elements, they constantly undergo change and modification. That is their nature. But these changing five elements are also expression of the same supreme reality. When we are touching, when we are experiencing this world, we are experiencing that reality alone in the form of this world. But the nature of this world, or these objects, is that it keeps on changing. But that supreme reality is beyond all change. But that supreme alone is is appearing like this changing world. It is not something else which is appearing. It's like the sun. What is the color of the this uh, rays of the sun? Main color? Okay, white. That alone then appears in the seven colors. Right? So when we are seeing the green color or the blue color or violet color, it is the same sun which is appearing in that form. Similarly, the five great elements with all their changing uh, nature and they are expressing as this wide Vast world is also an expression of God. So, Adibhutam, Ksharobhavaha, it has got this nature of Kshara, Ksharati, it constantly decays and dies and undergoes modification. Not that it gets destroyed totally, but it modifies, it constantly modifies. That is the very nature of this world, that it doesn't remain the same for... For more than a fraction of a second. It's constantly changing. Even our bodies, uh, constantly it is changing. See, we want to, we want to remain permanently in this world or want, uh, what you call security and all. Our, our cells and our organs and all, they are constantly changing, constantly dying and a new cell is born, uh, taking birth. That is the very nature of this world. As our Pujya Gurudev says, change is the changeless law of this world. So that is also God. This world, which is changing world, is also expression of God. See, I am trying to repeat and stress it, because I know that after some time we tend to forget. So, since this topic has come, I want you to remember it. Adibhutam ksharo purushaha cha adhidaivatam and adhidaivat. God as adhidaivam. Daivatam is what? Purushaha. Purusha means that cosmic universal person. What we call Hiranyagarbha, whom we call Ishvara. Hmm. Ishvara is Hiranyagarbha, is is indicated here as Adhidaiva, who is the Cosmic person controlling all the minds, all the intellect, all the beings of this world. Cosmic person. Just as my own body, there are various cells. Each of them are independent in their function. But at the same time, I am there who is the overall uh, controller of all these various cells. Similarly, each one of us independently also we think... But there is one cosmic person who is controlling all our thoughts, all our actions. That is called Purusha or Adhidaivata. Adhidaivata, God as Hiranyagarbha, God as Ishvara, or whom we call that uh, all-powerful, all-knowing. Sarvashaktiman, Sarvadnyaha, Hmm? that ishvara or that purusha is meant by this term adi that is what we call as saguna brahma hmm? so brahma is that nirgun aksharam huh? then that same brahma as atma same brahma expressing as the creative power to create the world Same Brahma expresses as this world made up of five elements. And same Brahma expresses as Ishvara or as Hiranyagarbha, as the cosmic person controlling all the beings. And same Brahma is also expressing as Adhiyadnya. Adhiyadnya means the individual Jiva. Individual Jiva who is identified that Atma which is identified with this body and who identifies with the mind and who has created a separate personality for itself, who performs the various types of action and get the result for this action that jiva is also an expression of that same supreme reality. Adiyadnya Bhagavan says I alone am that Adiyadnya Dehe in this body in this in this very body I alone am there as this as this Adiyadnya hmm. so in this way these are the six important expressions of that supreme reality remember all the first one is Brahma second Atma. Third, Karma. Fourth, Adhibhut. Fifth, Adhidaiva. And sixth, Adhiyatnya. Means that Brahma, the Supreme nirgun Nirakar, which is beyond names and form, which is Param. That Param Brahma alone is our own self, I, that I consciousness is not different from Brahma. That Brahma alone, through his creative power, projects this world. So, that creative power is also an expression of that Brahma, which is there in every one of us. We have this power to act, is that expression of that same Brahma. Same Brahma expresses at this five element, this entire world. So, it is not only the power to create the world, but it also expresses at the world. So this world is the Adi Bhut. and that uh, uh, Ishvara or Hiranyagarbha who controls this world and controls and uh, regulates all each and every being and all the activities of the world is that adhi deva, the Purusha, and the Jiva who is an individual who performs action and get the result he is the he is called adhi Yadnya here. So in this way, Bhagwan expresses or replies to all these questions, six questions. But the seventh one he explains in detail. The rest, the entire chapter is an explanation of the seventh question. Because Bhagwan felt that it is very important that Prayana Kalecha Katham Neyosi Niyatatma that how can one know you at the time of death also. That doesn't mean that we should wait for our death to happen till that time. Chalo, majha, majha, karenge. And at the time of death we can do our sadhana. Not like that. But even at the time of death one can know and recognize God. So how is it possible that Bhagwan now reveals a very important and famous verse the fifth one. Antakale chamameva. Smaran muktvakalevaram. Yaprayati samad Yaprayati samad Yati Antakale chamameva smaranmuktva kalevaram tisamad bhavam yate nastyatra samshaya antakale, antakale maranakale, at the time of death. See, if one is uh, lucky, then one knows at the time of death. The time of death means at least one knows that okay now I am dying, but sometimes the death comes suddenly. But if one knows, then it one can uh, utilize it more effectively. So antakali at the time of death, one withdraws actually in a natural process. One slowly start withdrawing. Our Puja Gurudev gives, used to give a very beautiful example. It's like a person um, working maybe in the government office or somewhere. He is told that now you got transfer, trans, transferred. Hmm. You have to go to Calcutta. Or some other place, Mizoram, or some other place from uh, Delhi you have to go to Mizoram so that fellow first tries to somehow tallow it <laughs> somehow then someone says okay two months we will give you an extension see if he is very nice two months and all but then slowly he has to go so slowly start packing things So more important things and all which are there, he just packs and transport them to Mizoram. Hmm? It goes by transport. Other things which are essential, which are little bit, he keeps them. And slowly, slowly they are also packed. And finally, our Guru used to say, he takes his last cup of tea with the neighbor only. He has packed everything. Hmm. He says, Bye-bye and then he goes there but when he goes there he takes his own time to unpack so similarly a person who dies before dying slowly we pack up our all these things as we approach death our senses start packing up eyes start seeing less and less ears start hearing less hmm. so all packing starts taking place like kya packing ho hmm I mean, it's quite uh, interesting, fun, life. And death also can be fun. So, one packs everything. And then, when one is born, immediately all the unpacking has not taken place. So, slowly and steadily, things get unpacked. The child start using the senses, then the mind, the intellect and all. So, Antakali, when we, at the time of death, what what uh, determines our next birth or what determines our future. In the scripture, in the Upanishad also it is said, our last conviction or the uh, thought processes which are there in our mind, it determines our future uh, journey, future destination. So Bhagwan here very clearly says, Antakalicha mameva smaran muktva kalevaram One who, at the time of that thinking and remembering me alone, maam eva, eva means alone, me alone, remembering me alone, one who muktva, one who drops or give up kalevaram, this body, one who leaves this body only remembering me, with full attention and focus only on me, one who leaves this body, Yaprayati, one who lives, dies, he comes to attain my nature. He becomes one with me. He is no longer born again and again. He he uh, transcends all this samsara, becomes free of all bondage. Samadbhavamyati, he gains my nature. He becomes one with me. He comes to recognize me. Really? He says, Na Atra Samshaya He says, don't keep any doubt about this. You might not understand it completely, but Na Atra, Na Asti Atra Samshaya. There is no doubt about this. It is, it is 100% true. In, in the Upanishad it is said, Yamati Sagatir Bhavet, Yathamati Tathagati. Yamati saagatir bhavit as our mati so our gati. Now see, there is uh, one thing is that at the um, uh, at the time of death, means at the time of death, what type of convictions we are we die with, what is our deepest uh, uh, thoughts and deepest emotions and deepest uh, understanding of ourself and God and our life, that will determine our future. It's like suppose now all of you have come here. Now, somewhere during the day, you had taken the decision to come here. Or maybe not today, maybe few days back. Or maybe last month. I don't know when you had taken the decision. Each one of us have taken the decision a different time. Somebody might have taken just last minute. Chalo chalti, I want to do chalo. When you take that decision, that is your conviction, that is your determining factor. At the last minute, when you just leave your home and all, you might have different thoughts. That doesn't matter, because those thoughts are not important. Those thoughts are not determining your destination. Your destination was determined by the decision which you took of coming here. And the stronger the decision, stronger the conviction, the more likely you will come here. If it is a vague, let us start moving in that direction. If I reach, very good, otherwise, land up somewhere else. Very interesting. So, similarly, a person at a time of death, maybe unconscious, maybe in the dying in accident, maybe some other uh, in the hospital, or whatever. But before going into that state, what is his firm conviction? What is his firm understanding? That will determine the future birth. Not exactly the point of... Because at that point there might be some other thought. There might be some any other thing like One may be thinking, hey, doctor, Who brought me to this hospital? Or some other thought might be there. But if I have this firm conviction that I am that Brahma, that firm conviction that I and God are one, firm conviction that uh, my real nature is beyond all time, beyond all space, it doesn't undergo any modification and change. That essentially I and Brahma are one alone. That form conviction if it is there. And at the time of death, if one can remember it and, and totally focus on it, then one dies, one becomes one with that Supreme. It's like uh, that uh, final meditation. See every day we might meditate but again come back. Our meditation is also like a like a journey. Hmm. But this is the final meditation wherein we intensely we think about that supreme reality as our own self. So MAM eva, that word eva is very important. Hmm. One can take help of Bhagwan's name. Om. to help us to remember. See, name is to help us to remember. Or we can take a form, we can have some form, so that we can remember. It's just a help. Help for the memory. Hmm? So with that remembrance, when one leaves this body, Bhagavan says, you will attain me. Yap prayati samad bhavam yati Na But to reach this state, one has to uh, do lot of sadhana throughout one's life. Because to get certain conviction, it takes its own time. All of us sitting here, we have our own convictions. What we are convinced about is what we are. We are what we are, our convictions are. Hmm... Not what our philosophy, not what our thoughts, not what our emotions, what are our deepest conviction, that is our determining factor. That is the seed, that is our seed. Like a seed is there, suppose a, a, a seed of some tree, huh? and you, uh, you, uh, you, what you call, um, modify that seed or slightly change its shape and all, but still that seed has got its own intrinsic conviction. Suppose two similar looking seeds, slightly different, and you thoda sa polish them, polished ko And then you put it, ye You put it, that fellow will <laughs> not give rise to gulab, it will not bloom as Less rose, but it will have its own conviction, own impressions. So similarly, our deepest convictions are our seed. And when we die, our seed remains. And based on that seed, we get another plant, we get another birth. So if we are convinced that I am that Brahma, when I die, then I become one with Brahma. Then I don't have to specially meditate and all. Death itself is the process of meditation. My attention gets dropped from world. My attention gets dropped from all body. My attention gets dropped from all the thoughts and emotions and everything. And I become one with my own real nature. So, Antakalecha Mameva Smaran Kalevaram Yaprayati Samadbhavam Yati He attains me. Na Asti So, in this way, in these uh, uh, three verses, Bhagwan gave the reply to all questions of Arjuna. But this uh, last question he then elaborates in the following verses also. Goes into finer details that we will see tomorrow. It's a very interesting topic. So, don't miss. शिष्यते ओम Shanti शान्त शान्तिः शान्तिः शान्त शान्त हरि ओम श्री नमः हरि